are getting dickmatized. This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And we're back again. Yeah. Um, You sound surprised. (laughs) We are. Well, we had a little thread going we had, had a little thread going so we were going to we almost weren't available um tonight yeah and then i got i got it. um i felt like i was on the the the, uh, the witness stand because uh jason was saying like i thought you weren't said you weren't available monday night i was like no no i had i had to prov- provide um um evidence no, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. That that wasn't the case. I was under the impression, based on what you said the other day, you were basically hinting that Monday probably wasn't a good day. That's just all the way I interpreted that the other day. We're recording this on I'm Monday, just, July 10th, by the way. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Just having a good time. Well, you know... <laughs> I, th- I thought of you the other night, Kurt. I was out at the Abbey, um, and it was a Saturday night at the Abbey. It was packed, and I walked by the where they have all of their cakes, and they all. It was like almost one in the morning. Actually, no, it was after one in the morning, and they had a whole fresh assortment of cake. Wow. Well, did I tell you guys that I made the Tom Cruise cake? I I guess I've said that every Christmas, every holiday season, Tom Cruise sends out a cake and it's like this white chocolate coconut bunt cake. He sends it. He ships it out from a bakery. This has become a famous thing. Okay. There's different celebrities who say, Hey, I got the Tom Cruise cake now. So he basically goes to this same bakery every year. This is like, this is their thing. They do the, the cake for Tom. They send it out. Yeah, there's a, but it's it's become known as a Tom Cruise cake, and anybody it, can order it. Is it like the Olivia Wilde salad dressing? I don't know what that is, but you don't know. But okay, so you, um, when um, I, I've actually heard of Olivia this Wilde, cake story, Olivia and Wilde, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, and Jason Sudeikis were a couple, and they were getting oh, yeah. divorced. I I don't know if they still are. Uh, they're getting divorced, and so she was dating Harry Styles. And so it was all fun and games until she made Harry Styles her her famous salad dressing, and Jason Sudeikis, like, flipped out. Really? <laughs> she made Harry Styles the salad dressing. Why, why did he care? Was it, like, one of, like, a family recipe from, like, his grandmother or something? I 
don't know. Well, okay, so not only did he flip out, allegedly, allegedly, he flipped out to the point that he got under her car and wouldn't let her drive away. Like, he, Wait. like, flipped his wig. And so I he think stuck under her car? Did he get stuck under the car? No, he said he was, he, was un, he was under, he was the, under the, car, the car. Allegedly, he was allegedly under the car. Their break, like, this is so much more interesting than the movie we watched this week. This story know, right, right here. Yeah, they should yeah. make a movie of this. Yeah. So, so I think what it, you know, I, and like, have you both been, like, been through like a major breakup and then you get to that point of the breakup where you know, okay, this is the point of no return mm-hmm. and this is never going to be fixed? Yeah. I think the salad dressing for him symbolize that okay she made harry the salad dressing well this is done and we're beyond the point of fixing this this actually sounds like a hallmark plot point like so like our relationship is really over when she uses the salad dressing recipe with another guy right that's crazy i just read harry styles was performing on stage and he's another he's another casualty he got like smacked in the Uh head somebody Threw something out. Maybe it was J- was Jason Sudeikis in the audience. That, oh, they're solid dressing they're bottle. up now, though. Harry Styles oh, and Olivia yeah. Wilde. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. How does he say yeah. his name? Sudeikis. 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 Well, did you yeah, hear the bro- story? Broken up now. The the you heard the story last year when Olivia Wilde was doing. Um, I think she was at the uh, what do they call it? CinemaCon, which is this big convention they have every year for movie yeah, theater owners. So they 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 can figure out like what movies they want to uh, book into their theaters for the following year. And she was promoting Don't Worry, Darling. And while she's up there like doing a Q&A, she got served with the divorce I, papers in front of the audience. I That's, saw that on YouTube. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. I didn't know if that was after or before the salad dressing. I think it was after. <laughs> can I, I can, can I conclude the Tom Cruise cake story because our artists oh, are sorry, on yes. the edge of their seats? <laughs> oh. oh, I made I found a copy cake recipe. A copy copy cat recipe. They should call it copy I cakes. Made, I'm start a business a, I mean, right now, Kurt. Right now, go get the domain name. Oh start God. copy cakes right now. It's, you, so it's where you make bake other down. people's recipes. Copy cakes. All right. Yes. Before this episode comes out, I've got to get that copyrighted. I said, I made this, I made the Tom Cruise cake. It was, it was, it was good. We ate it every day. I fed it to my mom and I weighed my, I weighed my mom. And after it was done, if she had had the Tom Cruise cake twice a day, she'd gained two pounds. Oh, Oh, but but no, she's, she's, I think she's lost the weight since she's been off the Tom Cruise cake. That's funny. It's like, not only is the Tom Cruise cake good, it'll pack on the pounds. Yeah. It's very heavy. It's a heavy cake. See, I would like. I don't like coconut, but I do like white chocolate. Oh. I do like white chocolate, though. So if there was a way that you could make it without the coconut, I would like it. No, it's got to have the coconut. It has coconut? I like. I like coconut milk, but I don't like coconut shavings. Ah. Well, I, I will eat cake at the Abbey. That is one of the things I need to do when I'm out there. No, I'll even like sit next to you while you eat it. That's how happy I'd be. Happy. Oh, you said you'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd yeah. even sit next to you while you ate it. That's a big deal at the Abbey. Oh, that's right. Because it was, it, it was, yeah, it got kind of, 
sad. We had a sad exchange uh, thread because uh, you guys were going to like pool parties and and things on the Fourth of July, and I was watching the um, the Martin Scorsese film about re- religious persecution called Silence that had been out a few years ago. That's how I spent Fourth of July. <laughs> well, so, well, Kurt, if you come to L.A. Jason, I and Jason and I will sit next to you while you eat cake. We, well, well, here's the thing: we need to do it soon because I don't know if you oh. heard this news, Les. The yeah, Abbey heard today. The Abbey is up for sale. And and Jason, you know what this means? You you need to do me a favor too. What's that? Okay, so I. I've been talking to Brad the last few times I've been talking to Brad. Yeah. Brad. <laughs> Brad, my friend that we've talked about on the podcast. I make him watch a lot of these movies with me. Brad has been telling me about musical Mondays. At- uh, no, 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 no. Hard no. Okay. Right, I don't know what you're talking Jason. about. It's a I, night I they do called musical now. Mondays. And in my opinion, it is straight up terrible. What is music? Well, no, that's why I want to go because it's terrible. No, it's not terrible. Les, I'm telling you, it's not terrible in the way that a train wreck Hallmark movie is terrible. It is not. It is not fun to watch. It's uncomfortable to watch. It's it's a night Ooh, where see, that makes me want to go. Okay, so Kurt, when you come, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm waiting. To hear, I'm waiting to hear what this is. It's it's, it's is. a night. Uh, they do it on Mondays, obviously. And what it is, is they'll show clips of different movies or maybe it's a, um, a music video, but it, it's always songs from movies. And there are people that get up there and perform. And I'm saying that in air quotes because they're singing along to the movie. It's And, and there's like, they have like a rack of like wigs and costumes that they could put on. And it is mind bafflingly bad in my opinion people love it so i don't want to yuck anyone's yum but i've been and i'm like what what how this what's an example of like what kind of movies movie music did we see like like any think of any musical think of any disney movie where there's songs so it's like like mamma mia and then they get up there pretending like they're meryl streep in mamma mia or but they're singing along it's it's not even like they're singing original vocals they're singing along with the track okay but well, like no, in a weird costume. Go for the wrong reasons. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound entertaining. The only thing I can think of is because you are in Los Angeles, the entertainment capital of the world. Are there at least people getting up there who have talent? No, once again, I don't see talented yeah. people. It, once again, I, this is my opinion and mine alone. Okay, uh, okay. but Maybe that's a question I shouldn't uh, ask. Huh? No, no, I just I. Th- you don't even know if they have talent because they're not really the one. They're singing, but they're singing along with the singer in the movie who's at full volume as well. So it's like you know not even karaoke. It's like right. somewhere between lip syncing and karaoke. Hmm. It's a little Rocky Horror-ish. It's like the people, audience, they're, they're playing along with the movie. A little, a little, except like Rocky Horror is the whole audience is sort of doing it together. And this is like, no, people get up there and this is their song and they've like worked out a number and they get into fights with each other. They get, 
Les, no one is stopping you from going. I've been, which is how I know for me, I think it's terrible. Uh, I don't want to go by myself. I want someone to have the Make your husband go with you. John, you would. I'll wait until he does something that makes me, that like, I'll wait until he makes me mad. And to punish him, I'll take him to Musical Monday. The clock is ticking. I know, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is I'm at the Abbey. You're saying it's closing. So here's a question before we move on. Didn't the guy, David Cooley, who owns the Abbey, didn't he sell it once before? He did. And he sold it, but they kept it, the Abbey? He sold 75% of it back in like 2004 or five, I want to say. And then he bought it back probably like six, seven years ago. Um, I remember that. And so this could just be a thing of like on paper, he's selling part of it, but he'll still be involved. It could be a, a thing where it's just a legal maneuver to um, transfer to a different name or something where it's still hit. I, I don't know. Like all I know is that there were real estate, a uh, real estate listing had it. As a yeah. new listing, how much is it? Uh, I don't know if there's it. a price, but when they sold in 0405, it was for like 10 million, and now it's much, much bigger. And then the passage of time, along with that, and, and inflation, and you know, real estate market in LA, I'm sure it, you know, I bet you 45, 50 million would be my guess. And it's expanding. Yeah. Yeah. it's expanded as well because now it's two bars in one. Yeah. Abby for sale, Los Angeles. Let's see how much it is. You know, I please. I wish I had the money to buy it. I would totally. If I had the money, I would. I would totally buy it. Abby Food and Bar. I, I would call it Less's Abby and Snack and Chat. Less's Abby and what? Snack and Chat. Snack and <laughs> Chat. Girl, you got to lean. I know. I know you don't drink now, but you got to lean into the alcohol. That's where you make your money there. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't drink, but I still sell booze. They're not please. making money off the cakes. It's off the vodka. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't drink, but I would, I would definitely sell booze. I, I know, I know where the money would come from. I'm doing research here. I think I'm looking at the same article that you saw. Is that on WeHoTimes.com? Or WeHo's on Voice News, a QV, Q Voice News. Um. But it says the same thing. Uh, paid close to ten million for a seventy-five percent stake uh, a while back. Yeah. Okay. Some of the time. Okay. Right. I don't. Yeah, well, I don't know how much it is right well, now. Well, we'll we'll keep our eyes for, for more news. It's got to be somewhere. The information. Yeah. Before we move on, we have a suggestion from our friend Jaquetta. Oh. Okay. Oh. Jaquetta says that we should sell uh, park ranger merch. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Getting yes. I'm, right. I would get like shirts on a that. shirt. Yeah, on a shirt, for sure. Yeah. A mug. Or like a safety and vest. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> on a safety vest. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's extremely dangerous. Well, this movie had some, some near mm -hmm. park ranger acting today. But before... But before we get into that, someone who can act and who is talented and fabulous, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Oh, are you talking about me? 
I'm moved by this. All right, now this is from page six. This news just came out today, Ooh. Ooh. July 10th, 2023. Here we go. Don't tell mom the babysitter's being extremely inappropriate. Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, screamed about semen and dildos while watching <laughs> over her. <laughs> while watching over her six-year-old granddaughter, Dream Kardashian. The troubled reality star and Dream, whom China shares with ex-Rob Kardashian, were playing with a Google Alexa device <laughs> when Tony began flipping out over the AI voice, uh, not shutting off. Alexa, get the fuck on, she said in a now viral TikTok video. I'm telling you, bitch, you better move on. She added, Alexa, I'm going to punch you in your fucking jaw. Get out of here. Scram. Uh, the exchange prompted Dream to inform her 50-year-old grandmother it doesn't work like that before commanding the device to stop playing that. When Alexa then began to inform her listeners that she enjoys curling up in bed with a good book and a warm coffee, Tony responded, and a nice hot dildo and a bucket of cum. None of the Kardashians, including Rob, have publicly acknowledged Tony's TikTok video. China, who recently found God and embarked <laughs> on a life-changing journey, also hasn't has reacted to her mother's social media rant. The former Black, uh, Robin China star, 35, only recently made amends with her mother after years of feuding. In early May, just in time for Mother's Day, China shared a video of her and Tony showing off the Angela tattoo she got on her chest. It's huge, Tony told her daughter, whose real name is Angela White, over my heart, she added, after the two embraced in a hug that resulted in them rolling around the ground and kissing each other on the cheek. Thank you, God, for the 35 years of life. I love you, Mom, for birthing me. Happy birthday to me. The former OnlyFans star captioned the sweet post. Fans were surprised by the loving reunion, as Tony previously stated that China kept her from visiting her grandchildren, Dream and King Cairo. China shares the latter with ex Tyga, who previously dated Rob's youngest sister, Kylie Jenner. It's unclear whether the mother-daughter duo will stand, uh, where they will, where it will stand now that Tony's TikTok went viral. It, do you have the link to that TikTok video? Um, do you want me to send? Yes. Yeah, please yes. send that to me. Because I'll post okay. that on our socials because that's very funny. Well, I believe it's embedded into this. Just this send me, article, just send me so the I'll link to the article it. then, please. Yeah, I'll send you I'll that. I'll get okay. it. A bucket. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Tony. I'm trying to get it. Okay. Where does my, I can't that, find it. That may be oh, my right, favorite Black China story ever because it's so uh, it came there's so much going on yet nothing going on <laughs> yeah uh, i was very excited when i saw it. i knew that was hot news hot off the presses yeah oh yeah i was like this is this is good stuff <laughs> okay what is going on with these lifetime movies uh, i f at least with this it felt like they were trying a little too hard to uh, seem not bonkers. Well, and the thing is, I don't know how you felt, but the movie started out good, and it started, it was going well, going well, going well, and then all of a sudden, like in the middle, it took a turn. But it was actually at one point, I was like, "Oh, it's not so like it's actually interesting," mm -hmm. and then it just took a turn. Yeah. Like, it seemed like the 
like the writer was writing and on a roll and then like came down with COVID or something and was sick. Or maybe it had to do with the the director trying to show her her chops. Hey, we're oh, we're, well, we're gonna you know, we're it trying. Is famous director. Yeah, Haley Who is Duff. Who's that? Haley Duff, Hillary Duff's sister, and a and a talent in her own right. Yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar. with Wasn't Haley a, a Disney Channel star too? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So, and and actually, because and and you had, you had mentioned that Haley Duff directed it, but even when I watched it and saw her name, I was like, "Oh, good for her!" Yeah, I, I like then, that they're putting more women behind the cameras of these movies focused on women. But I do legitimately wonder if, in doing so, they're trying to deepen these movies to a point where they're no longer fun because they're crazy. Right, like the the in in yeah. this case, like the crazy people in this movie seemed like legitimately disturbed, and I was actually concerned for their well being. Whereas normally they're so crazy that it's not believable, so it sort of makes it a fun ride to watch. Yeah, like the one the one crazy who we'll get into. I was kind of like, oh wow, you're not you're not well. Yeah, it was like it was right. it was a little too good of a performance actually like, this is sad. <laughs> right right it was like a it was like a public service message yeah instead of a lifetime movie right because it's like wow you're you're really you're really sad this is unfortunate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I was it was promising out of the gate because i saw it was produced by real one i was like okay real yeah. real one normally does this right but uh not here i'm wondering and we'll talk about it. I'm wondering if it's one of these situations where initially it was supposed to be like the killer was supposed to be someone else. Uh, maybe. Well, there were only so many. There were only so many people could have been. It's like a Scooby Doo episode, you know. But I, I do think in this case, so suspects. the the title takes its name from what ultimately ends up happening in the movie. Uh, right. And I, I think that is the hook that they from where they wrote the movie is is this concept of my professor's guide to murder. Uh huh. Well. All right, here we go. Well, there's some things in this movie. There, there's something that needs to be explained to me, but I'll wait till we get okay. to the part. Okay. That's a little. That's a little teaser. Uh, yeah, there's something that needs to be explained to me. So would this opening be considered a cold opening because we had a voiceover and like, it was like, it was like a reenactment piece. It was a poetry reading. Yeah. I, it was, it's funny when I, for, when I was watching the movie, it didn't feel like a cold open, uh, because I, you know, we don't know what, how the movie is going to turn out. Because the the opening right. of the movie yeah. was a staged reading of this professor's book, but we see right. like, but this we're not seeing the stage reading right away. We're seeing a reenactment of the stage reading. So in that case, it's not a cold open. But then look at the title of the movie: "My Professor's Guide to Murder." I'm not giving anything away here by saying the professor is the murderer. So knowing that oh. he's writing about experiences murdering people then that makes this a cold open because it's actually a flashback, isn't it? 
Right. And one of the things that I've noticed that I don't think I've ever seen before is the credit started immediately. Yeah. Like immediately, like yeah. out of the gate. Haley and Duff like, ain't oh. fucking around. You're right. Like they're like, let's get this started. We're so that's a real red herring to, you know, you'll never actually be accused of doing the murder if you're writing books about the murder that you just committed. That doesn't yeah, he's, well, he's, he's basically committing crimes in, in uh, plain sight. That would be too obvious? Yeah. Okay, all right. Because this guy was, you know, because this guy was, like, famous. Like, he was very famous. I thought but, he was supposed to be, like, Stephen King. Because Stephen King wrote a book called On Writing. And they, they mentioned that this guy wrote a on writing book. So, so he's he, reading, and one of the one of the things that I noticed is that there were only women in his audience. Um, oh, I didn't get notice. a standing ovation. Gets a standing ovation. Yeah. Um, they were older women, though. Yeah, they're all well. One, yeah. well, one at the book signing was not older. The nervous lady. Oh yeah, but like he was one of these people like you know he did his book signing was not an asshole very nice and pleasant to all of the women um when when and he would tell them all you know call me what was his last his last name was i forget what his last name was door. he would tell everybody call me miles like he was miles. really big pardon yeah miles door miles i think blake oh blake okay and, yeah and he was really yeah. big on like being down to earth and having everybody call him by his first name and he was nice to the fans. And he was good looking. And he was good looking. Kind of squinty. He, he mm. was a little squinty. Yeah. And, and like, good? one of the fans came up and um, asked him where he gets his ideas from. And he told this lady that I, I write based on my own fears. And as his agent was running around doing stuff, I wrote down, I need a personal assistant. Because this agent's well, last assistant was doing everything for him. This assistant was like hovering over him. I got this. I this. I went to a signing for John Patrick Shanley, and it was the same experience. He had this like assistant woman, kind of just like hovering over him, which was you walked up. It, so so then we find out that he's going to be teaching at a university for a semester, but he's going to he's doing it as a way to be in one place so he can finish his book. Yeah. And um, and a lot of writers do, like a lot of writers teach writing at university. Like a lot of famous writers teach. Yeah, for sure. So, th so then we see a woman in the library and she's working on a paper. I thought she's working on a paper. Turns out she's working on her, well, her thesis, which is a book, which yeah. is a novel. Mm -hmm. So then she meets, her name is Ashley. She meets with her professor, like her, her student advisor who really likes her. As a matter of fact, he refers to her as the daughter he, he never had. Uh, we find out she's a novelist. And so the author that's coming <laughs> in. Not to be mean, but that professor looked like he was 322 years old. That guy has gotten major tenure. I yeah, I think that was kind of the point in casting that guy is is you know this is a guy that's you know seen it all, and right. so he would know better if she, if she's got talent. 
I think they cast him as a tribute because he's the man who invented cable television. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. Cable television, how many years ago would that have been? The 70s. 70s. All right. So maybe you did. Fun, fun fact, the area where I grew up in Pennsylvania, we had the nation's first cable company. So I, I had cable like back in the 70s, like when it was first a thing, because we were we sat in the Lehigh Valley and we couldn't get the major network stations out of Philadelphia. So they had to find a way to pipe it in. So they invented the concept of like, okay, well, we'll bring it in on this uh, this cabling and that's and then we'll just wire the whole area for it. All right, I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, Jason, did you have Prism? I know what Prism is, but we didn't have it. Okay. That was like a, another like HBO type network back in the day. Well, H- HBO also show. started in Pennsylvania. It was it was like an HBO thing, but it it was it was like HBO Movie Channel, but it was local in like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and it also showed I believe it showed local sports as well. Oh, okay. I don't, didn't realize yeah. it was local. It's long so, gone. Yeah. So so Ashley is going to take the, you know, since she's a novelist and this, the professor is like one of her favorite novelists. She's going to take the class, but then her student advisor's like, oh, no, 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 no. I've done one better. You're not going to take the class. You're going to be his assistant. You're going to be his teaching assistant. And so she's very happy about that. I, I, it's been a long time since I was in, uh, you know, a college environment isn't the whole point of doing a thesis so that you're not bogged down by any other student obligations so you can have time to focus on your thesis? And wouldn't being this guy's teaching assistant, when she didn't want to do it in the first place, wouldn't that be a massive like suck of her time? Yes, because you basically do all the teacher's work. Yeah, the work that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it would yeah. be a time suck. So, but the teacher really, the men, like the student uh, advisor really likes her and really says she's talented. And he's like, and I showed him your work and he really liked it. Hmm. So, so then she runs into her nemesis, David. And I wrote my first impressions of David is David is a bitch. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even. I think calling him nemesis isn't even fair because Ashley had no beef whatsoever with David. In fact, she was very nice to him. Tried to help him. She checks in on him in, during the movie. It's just it's on his head. Yeah, because he yeah. cray. Yeah, he looked. He looked like if Stephen Hawking could walk. Yeah. <laughs> And he was the one that was so crazy that at one point I was like, oh, wow, he's really, you know. Did you guys think he was hot? No. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> and so, sorry to the actor for being so resounding in my no, but that was, it's just a testament to his performance and how much he creeped me out. Right. <laughs> right. Me <was>, Ditto. <laughs> Well, I don't want to. Feel, I don't want to feel bad for saying he looked like Stephen Stephen Hawking if he was walking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't be the only one going down on this ship, but yeah, All right. he was an asshole too. Back he was an this. asshole. 
David was an asshole too. Yeah. So, so then snarky. we, so then we see Ashley. She's hanging out with her bestie Joe Jordan, and Jordan is so they're both grad students. So Jordan was a criminal justice. A criminology major. Yeah, uh, cr- criminal justice. Yeah. Criminal justice. And she's got an internship at the morgue. Yes. <laughs> That's a good place to network. Which she has to be there at night. How creepy is that? Like she got to yeah. be. Her shift is at night. And so Jordan, so and jo- so she and Jordan are besties. Jordan's encouraging her to be confident about her writing. And um, yeah, so so then we see them and they're walking, and then we see David lurking and watching them. So, so then Ashley meets Miles. They get along. Miles is very nice to her. Um, Miles tells her, like, I've read your book. Your chapters are great. Gives her her duties, you know, uh, her responsibilities. Then they go for a walk. Uh, they go to his house on campus. And it's a creepy-looking house. and Massive, though. Yeah, massive. Is that like and, is that I know they they give housing to visiting professors and stuff. Is it generally a house that big and that nice? Cuz we yeah, saw that in yeah. in a Hallmark movie too. Yes. I would yeah. say if he was like a major draw. They I mean they, they made it sound like yeah. this guy was like as big as Stephen King. They they made it sound like he he was a big deal. Well, I have this ex-boyfriend whose dad um, worked at Columbia. His dad taught at Columbia. And so part of the dad's deal was that the dad had this fabulous apartment on the west side in New York. Like a fabulous one. Like, And it was like an older one as well. Okay. So, no, I think that's like mm-hmm. – I think it depends on, yeah, whether you're, whether you're famous or if you – how much tenure you have. But that – the apartment was part of the deal for my friend's dad. I gotta start teaching classes about homework movies. Lifetime right. Movies. Yeah. yeah. So so then someone's watching so someone's watching them though as they're near um Miles' house. So so then the next day we're in class or we're in the hall and we see this creepy guy, which I like the takeoff of the black hoodie. It was a black coat with a hood yes and, and so he's he's creepy he's he's picking on david and then this other guy this very good looking guy walks up and defends david like you know hey leave him alone yeah because he like knocks his books out of his hand like they're in high school yeah it was yeah. very high school yeah and so then so then miles comes into class and David becomes dickmatized. Damn. By Miles. He's yeah. so dickmatized by Miles. But not even like by his looks, although that could be a factor too. It was more just by like his sheer talent and force of nature. He was in a dickmatized coma. Yeah, my, my notes, I definitely wrote David is creaming his pants over Miles. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that from that bucket from Tokyo Tony? You know, I wrote that before before I saw that article. It's become a theme, and I think you know maybe David had a bucket too. 
My new favorite country song. David had a bucket too. David has a bucket too. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I wrote in my notes, Miles is a very dramatic teacher. Yes. He was very dramatic. Did you explain what happened with those, um, with the kid? We we didn't hear the end of the the story there. The the kid who knocked into David and knocked out his his Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Before we get to that, I didn't even notice that in my notes, I also wrote the words, David is creaming his pants over this class to Ashley. Because, <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't get there yet, which we're there now. Yeah. Which So Miles <laughs> is teaching, and then all of a sudden, the creepy guy with the black coat, the black hoodie coat, starts, like, yelling in the middle of class. And then the good-looking guy is like, hey, what's your problem to the guy? Like, he goes... The good-looking guy goes in to defend Miles from the creepy guy with the hoodie coat. And the creepy guy with the hoodie coat takes out a knife and stabs the good-looking guy. But... And then we find out they're actors who, from the theater department who Miles has enlisted to come and just prove a point. How do you wrangle those people up? Well, so how... Put how- up and- Notices out in the, I got the hallway. Also, like actors once you needed for diversion. Yeah, once you do hire these actors from the theater department, actors that presumably have been going to this college for a few years, along with all of these senior, you know, uh, you know, several years into their education students who are taking this advanced class. Doesn't it seem to make sense that maybe just maybe somebody in that class would have recognized one or both of those guys as being actors? Right. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of patronizing too. He's like, these are, these are, these are uh, students from the theater department. <laughs> you know, he probably bought them you know beer I mean? or something. He said, Hey, I'll buy a beer. If you do this. Oh no, they were doing it for exposure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For the gram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I wrote here, I wrote here to yeah, David, David is so digmatized. He couldn't help it as he was talking to Ashley and Ashley was like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. He was a lot. So. Yeah. He, 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 he would have been in trouble if he was asked to go and write something on the board. So yeah. then this next thing, I I'm think saying. at one, Wouldn't in one of the versions, I, th- I think in this <laughs> in this one thing, this next thing, I think in one of the versions it was going to be a thing, but then it wasn't because all of a sudden Ashley go Jordan goes to Ashley, you really need to charge your phone. Yeah. Well, no, they they use this throughout the movie a few times to like pretty lame effect. Yeah. I'm still laughing about he he wouldn't need a chalk. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right, calm myself down. <laughs> so 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 Ashley's really inspired by Miles. Uh and so she she and Jordan are having, you know, having drinks, yucking it up, and then Miles comes to the bar. And he buys them a round of drinks and they have a good time. And then they're leaving. 
and David is lurking and watching them from the bushes. So then David goes home. His book, he has like a, like he has pictures of Miles. He has a book that's totally like posted it up. And he's also angry that Ashley is getting attention from Miles, even though it's literally platonic. He was just, Miles literally was just having drinks with them. That was it. So, so, so then Miles is teaching and he's talking about like, you know, writing a murder uh, novel and he's like, you know, research is very important. And he's like, you know, like research what it's like to murder someone. But he says it like jokingly. Hmm. And, and then, and then David is digmatized again, and he brings up a point. He's like, what about, you mentioned in one of your interviews that when you were a new writer, you would pick a person from the audience and you'd follow them. Yeah, he would just like pick a random person out of a crowd and like follow them for as long as he could without being noticed. So he's basically, not even basically, he's admitting to the class, hey, or in this interview, hey, I used to stalk people yeah. so I could get inspired to write my books. Yeah. And, and then he, you know, he threw everybody off the set because he was like, you know, I know it's creepy and I have, I, I do different things now and I understand it was creepy, but now I've, I've grown up and I've, I've evolved and I don't do that anymore. And now he's creepy by spending um, inappropriate time with his assistant having right. her at his house. Yeah. So he's evolved to that. So, so, and then to them for their homework, their homework is to plan the perfect murder. Hmm. So, so then we see That's Ashley, we see Ashley and Jordan and they're jogging. We find out that Jordan's a triathlete. And then Ashley goes to Miles's house to go over help to help him go over the papers. And then we have a reading montage. Yeah. I said I called it a reading student papers like a Folgers commercial montage. Right. That's hot. So so then David so then um Ashley and Miles are talking, and Miles is like, I think these kids have seen too many movies. And uh, why did David's name come up? Because I have David Freeman, but I don't have any notes. Oh, because, because that's the only one he liked. Yeah, the, uh, okay. ba basically he was like, kids, you know, they watch too many TV and movies. These are all, you know. And basically, he was finding plot holes in all of their ways of murdering people and getting away with it. And he's but like that da that crazy David kid. His has potential. Somebody could actually use this one, right? <laughs> so, so then we see Ashley. She's walking home alone in the woods after the grading session. Okay, so this is what this is my first question. Need to explain to me where were they? Where were they going to college? Were they in, in the, the Pine Barrens? What, what was this all of a sudden? There was uh, this creepy... I don't know where this forest. movie took place, but it looks like they filmed it in Atlanta. But all of a sudden, there wasn't any campus. They were walking through like this haunted forest, like from 
Oh, like from, well, um, where where I went to school dead. in Pennsylvania, I went to Kutztown, and we we had a lot of uh like lack of a better word, like blank space on, on campus that wasn't like buildings. There's like just a big plot of land that you're, you have to walk across on the, the paved area to get to your dorm or whatever. Okay. There are definitely like, you know, dead air, not dead areas, but like just big, huge areas on campus that aren't covered by urban sprawl. By the way, I think we may have mentioned this before, but I, we may have been, we may have seen each other years ago because i visited the kutztown campus oh what year would have been hmm 91 92 that that was i was there that year oh so you guys could have you guys could have crossed paths why what were you what were you doing visiting there kurt because a friend of mine i went to high school with was going there in fact it would have been Probably would have been 91, yeah. Okay, that was definitely there. That's spring, spring semester, yeah. Ah, it would have been, it could have been like sliding doors, that movie. Yeah. Let's go watch the yeah. tape. See if we can find, find any surveillance video from Kutztown <laughs> University. From yeah, we got to see. And then we'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Right. We need content. So, so, so Andrew, Andrew, and so Ashley's walking through the woods. She sees someone walking towards her with a black hoodie. So it's like, finally, a black hoodie. And then she's being followed. And so Ash, and this actually, I got to say, was very smart. Because she's being followed. And she calls her friend. And she's like, hey, Jordan, I'm being followed. Can I come over? Yeah. And Jordan's like, yeah, of course. Come over. So she goes to Jordan's house and then Jordan like takes her phone and starts charging it. And then Ashley thinks that Jordan is very courageous. Right. And so they're at Jordan's house. And then we see these three girls, these three other girls, and they're walking um, to, in that same area. Two of them are like, Hey, well, we're going to the bar. The other one's like, Oh, I got to go home and do my homework. And this showed, no, you should not do your homework. You should go to the bar. I agree. Because. The, life lesson. Yeah, because the two girls went to the bar and they were fine. But the other girl started walking through the, um, through the, the creepy area and she got kidnapped. Yeah. And she had on Converse sneakers. Yeah. And got kidnapped. So which shows study or party? Party. Because party keeps you safe. I always wanted Converse sneakers. And I finally have some. Oh, congrats. I got it. Are they uh, the the Chuck Taylors? Are they what? The Chuck Taylors? The the cloth ones? I'll show you. Where are they? Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Where are they? I'll see where they are. Hold on. <laughs> I'll look around for them. I'm looking around their room. Oh, I don't know where they are. Maybe they're in the, okay. I don't think this is entertaining for people at home. You're looking for sneakers. It's, it's actually quite funny for us, though. I know, Because right? we see the video, too. You are, like, are. frantically searching your room for your sneakers. Well, no, I don't know where they are. I lost my, I lost my sneakers. Maybe that girl was wearing them when she got kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I had Converse sneakers. I don't know where they are now. Wow. That's really disappointing. Looks like you picked Aggravated. the wrong sneakers. <laughs> what happened to these things? Uh, all right, never I, mind. I'm sure you will find them after the show. Frustrated. Frustrating. Okay. But I'm so, happy that right. you finally got them. So the next day, yeah. everybody's in the everybody's in the quad, and they do that annoying thing on movies where everybody gets a text at the same time. And we find out that Kate Bishop, the girl from last night, is missing. And then um, they're in class, and we notice that Miles has a scratch on his neck. And when Ashley asks what happened, uh, Miles just says, oh, I cut myself shaving. He also said something about like how he didn't sleep well. He was up all night. Right. Which should be a red flag. This, this girl goes missing. This guy has a weird scratch on his neck and is like super tired because he's been up all night. What's he doing? Right. He's still looking for his That's shoes. That's just not... Kurt is still looking for it. Oh, you found him. Uh, Instagram. I used to have hair just like that. Actually, I still have them. And in fact, I had a conversation with Amanda Bynes about them. What did Amanda Bynes have to say about your... Tell her about mine. What did Amanda Bynes have to say about your Converse? I think I may have told this story a long time ago, but I was at the the premiere of Hairspray, the, the movie that was... The musical movie that Amanda Bynes played Penny in. And she was at the premiere, and I was at the party that I snuck into, and uh, had like a brief, co- or not even a brief conversation, like a nice long conversation. She's like, I wore red sneakers to my first audition, and ended up booking the job because of those sneakers, and we just talked about it for a few minutes. She was lovely. Aww. Poor Amanda. Well, I'll have to wear my sneakers to my next audition. Yeah. Red ones. Nice. All right, we're going to get a picture of this. All right, nice. Oh, so that little, that wasn't like a shaving scar this guy had. That looked like a mouth, like the guy had a mouth on the bottom of his neck. Or maybe somebody scratched him. Maybe somebody getting abducted. Right. So so, so then David is late for class. Class starts. And then Ashley turns around and David is gone. And then we see David in the bathroom puking. And, What's wrong and with him? He's pregnant, maybe. All that bucket of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of buckets. Jeez. So then we see Kate Bishop and she's trapped. It looks like a well. Yeah, I didn't know like what she was silo. trapped in. It looked like a, a well. S- silo you know this like yeah it wasn't a well it looked almost like you know the the tower that they keep rapunzel in it was like that except rapunzel's at the bottom there's no doors there's only a window up above the the use of this structure what there was no use for this structure other than for abducting people it seemed seriously (laughs) There's a market. Uh, what I don't understand. So, is this when the when the hose comes into play? That's later. That's like the next scene. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll wait till that happens. Okay. And I'll... Because first, there's like nobody there, and then we see Ashley and Miles, and Miles is like, "I read your, 
I read your your pages. Let's talk about it over dinner. And then he's like, professional. We're, we'll be professional. So it's nice yeah. to know that Miles is a professional. So he's like, oh, he says it'll be dinner amongst peers. So then we see Kate yeah. Bishop in the silo well again. And she's like, help, help. Give me some, at least give me some water. It's thirsty. And, and then the next day, David is not in class at all. Well, well, so that's what he, that this is where, where, Kurt, where Kurt's trying to talk about. So she asked for the water uh-huh. and somebody ab- up above, not in a black hoodie, but in a black mask, starts filling the tower, the silo, the, the whatever this is with water. Yeah. So can't you swim in this water? I mean, this is what I, I don't understand. If I'm in a silo, and they and they put a hose in it. I'm going to keep floating on the water until it gets to the point where there's these open windows. The water's just going to start pouring out. In fact, I can float to the top, well, and I might be able to get out. I think in the case of Kate Bishop, she swam until she couldn't swim anymore. Because right, just like if you're out in the ocean, it's like yeah, even if you can swim, eventually you, you want to stand up on dry land. Otherwise, you're just in the water, and if you're in there for hours you're not going to be able to stay afloat that long yeah yeah but the ocean is different you got a riptide you got you know different things like that you can float and like i said once you're up once she's up high enough to those windows of the windows the water's gonna start pouring out she could hold on to those things yeah but it it's filling like have you ever filled up a pool from from scratch it takes no, like really. 24 hours to fill a pool. And whatever water was filling that silo was probably about the same amount that you would fill a pool with. Oh, I guess so. And in fact, they justify it later by another person that's in this tower that maybe can handle it a little more. They're not getting me. If I'm in the, a silo and you're pouring hose in, I'm staying, my, I'll keep myself awake for 24 hours. I'm getting to the top. There's no stopping me. Okay. So that I won't kidnap you that that way, Kurt. No, right? don't do it. Okay. We'll put you in a room of we'll kidnap you and put you in a room of cake. But then but all the cake will be in glass and you can't get to it. So you'll be like, "Yo, give me the cake." That would be cruel. But you won't have access to the cake. By, by the way, I, I think somebody else already owns the name Copy Cakes because I tried to buy the domain a little earlier in the show and it was $2,500. Oh, yeah. Uh, Copy Cakes. Well, that. Oh, so, so Ashley part. asks Jordan, hey, let, hey, girl, let's go for drink." No, Jordan asked Ashley, hey, girl, let's go for drinks. And Ashley's like, well, I can't because I'm having dinner with Miles. Now, Jordan has been encouraging Ashley to go after Miles. Yeah. And so That's then, not a good idea. So then Jordan's like, okay, go to dinner, and I want a full report tomorrow. So they're having dinner, Miles and Ashley, and Ashley, and Miles is just kind of giving her tips on her writing and telling her to push the envelope further and you're talented and, and all this stuff. Um, it, it sounded like he was grooming her, you know, it just, just sounded, uh, 
Like it wasn't. Yeah, right. it kind of did. Yeah. Well, he was saying you need to get in the mind of the killer and suggest like looking at that the Tower Girls story for inspiration. So, so then we cut to the woods or like the shore of the lake, and we see these kids and they're making out, and it's a guy and a girl, and the girl's like, "Hey, let's go swimming." And the guy's like, I don't know about this. But she's like, oh, come on. And then he he gets stigmatized because she's in her underwear. So he gets stigmatized. I think and he, goes I, from, he goes from saying, that's no, not stigmatized. no, that's not. What did we, we had a name for that. Uh, oh, it was vaginatized. Oh. What was it? No, it was uh, something else. Um, um Vagmatized? What did we um, we call we we came up with a name for it? Vaginated. One of our listeners probably remembers. No, I don't think it was vaginated. <laughs> One of our listeners knows this. Are, are you there, Jaqueta? Uh, <laughs> what what? Jaqueta, did we did we come up with a name? Send us an email. Let text me and let me know. Well, he was. Doesn't Heather Heather? Well, I don't say her last name. We we have. A, we probably we have some listeners named Heather. Heather, did uh, what Heather, did he say? Heather, Heather in Fresno. <laughs> you listen. Heather, let us know. <laughs> Are you out there? <laughs> this sounds like we're locked. We're locked in like someplace. Hello, uh, could, could you hear us? Are we? <laughs> well, there's okay, a hose so, on us. So she okay. uses her powers. She uses she uses her powers because he's like. I don't think so. And then she's like, oh, come on. And he's like, all right, whatever you say. And starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> but then... Yeah, Opportunity he, knocks. He sees a dead body, and it's Kate. Opportunity for a um, off-kilter threesome. And she's under a tree, <laughs> like a fallen tree branch or something. Yeah. But, but probably, it basically looks like that. she's washed ashore. Yes. I was pushing the envelope a little too much. So then Ashley calls Jordan and Ashley's like, um, you won't believe this, but Kate's dead. And then we see Miles. And, it's, dead. And, and they're in class and Miles is really upset. Actually canceled, postpones classes for the rest of the week. And... Then Ashley goes and checks in on David because David hasn't been to class in days. And she tells David that Miles sent her. And David looks messed up. Like, messed up. He's run out of and buckets. he tells Ashley, well, I've had the flu and I've been in the hospital. Just, and, just, just, what was your excuse before? And he's like, you know, everybody hates me. Everybody underestimates me. And then Ashley's like, well, no, actually, Miles really likes your writing. You didn't point out that before they start having this conversation, when she goes to see him, she starts snooping in his room. Oh, that's right. She did start snooping. Yeah. She did start snooping. But her phone and was dead. Says, and he's got this weird, like, homeland thing on his wall where it's, it's like, all these uh, pictures yeah. and arrows and... A mile post-its and a miles. They should have had. He should have some like some weird shit out, you know, because he, he like he's like obsessed. And and so so then uh, David's like, okay, why did you really come here? 
Miles doesn't like me. And I like how you big, big explanation. He was apologizing. The place wasn't clean. Uh, right. I usually tidy up on Wednesdays. I wasn't here on Wednesdays. I know, right? He gave a full, a full rundown. He had a jankity faucet too. Like one of them got one to go get water at the sink and the like the handle of the faucet was just like not secure. It was just like the whole uh, fixture was moving around. It, so yeah, he's got to call the landlord. Yeah. So, so he, so she's like, no, I really did come to check on you. I was worried. And then she's like, and Sarah, you know, uh, Kate Bishop died. And then, um, David quotes what Miles said about getting in the murderer's head. And then Ashley's like, okay, you know, he was just kidding, right? He didn't mean that. And David was so creepy, though, that you would, th- he's seemed like the type of person that would believe it. So, so then Ashley's talking to the old counselor again. And well, he doesn't have much she- time left on this earth. And, and Ashley's actually suspicious at this point. And Maybe he's put like, it early in the day just to ensure that you know, he'd be around. <laughs> but, okay, and he had like Sally Jesse Raphael type glasses. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so, we all lived through that era. Yeah. But he's in 2023. Yeah. But he, still he has, stocked up on him back then. He still got him. I'm wearing like a Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt. Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt wore these glasses before Sally, Sally Jesse Raphael. And so Ashley is telling, and and so she's not suspicious against one person, but she is kind of like, you know, something's not right about this. And the professor's like, oh, you're, you need to calm down. Look up a joke, just like a rant. Like, he is so old that. How old is he? I'm trying to look at, okay, so old that. How old, old is he? I want to see what it comes up with. He's so old. Oh, come on. If if you You're want so a, if you want a supercut of really fantastically funny and even dirty <laughs> old people jokes, they uh on Silicon Valley, did you ever watch that? Uh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about these like tech guys and at one point um to satisfy like shareholders they bring in this like seasoned ceo to run the company for them and he's so much older than them that one of the the big investors this guy Ehrlich, um just like starts laying out these insults it was played by tj miller and there's a super cut of all the alt takes that they did of that joke uh, and it's like a three minute run of like uh <laughs> do, do you like Ike? <laughs> Things like, uh, like um, would you like that with some <laughs> Werther's original candies? Uh, <laughs> Wait, I just found some. He's so old. The movie Jurassic Park brought back memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God, I can't. I can't. Oh, man. He's so old, he went to school before the end of history class. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cry. Okay, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Oh, man, that's enough. Well, you know who can't cry is Kate. Because she died dehydrated. Yes. (laughs) She died dehydrated. But then, uh, and but Jordan was kind of confused because Jordan's like, "She died dehydrated, 
but she drowned. Why didn't she drink water when she was when the, when the water was coming in? Well, she did, and and that's what happened. Too, too little, too late, though. Like it's not like she like drinks the water and suddenly it's like, oh, she's hydrated. It's like she probably had a couple of sip, sips and then started fighting for her life. Right. Get a swim, man. Well, there are people who are very scared of water. See, I I'm not. I, I I'm I'm very comfortable with the water but i but i used to work as a lifeguard i knew there, there, were, there were people who were like just really scared of it yeah for sure i think they even said that kate didn't know how to swim yeah i, I think, think that yeah. came up at some point uh so so then ashley also well ashley told the counselor about david uh so then then why did miles yell at ashley they're in the park Miles yelled at Ashley. Because she met him in the park. Oh, um, yeah. What's that? I'm looking, trying to see where that was. Hmm. No, what was it? I, I'm, I can't remember. I have it. Yeah, I, I, I don't I'm, I'm at the part where they, he apologized to her. But yeah, he, he apologized. Like, That's why I brought it up. He yelled at her. Let's see. He thinks, uh, uh, he thinks kids are naive. Was that it? It was... Kids are naive. He asked about David. He thinks she's believing her own stories. I wrote that if that makes any sense. Yeah, I remember that scene. I don't know why I don't have notes about it. But yeah, well, he gets mad at her about something. So yeah, just kind of about how how things are going i guess are, are we up to the point though where david showed up at miles house to yes. talk about why he wasn't in class talk about well, his paper actually, before that like right before that uh ashley goes to jordan's house jordan comes home tells ashley that okay i was at the autopsy and the details are weird because she's she she drowned, but the water that was in her system wasn't from a lake. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then David shows up at Miles' house. And yes. and he's like, I wanna he's like, I wanna talk about my paper. And Miles is like, You are getting dickmatized. And then he gives David some scotch. And scotch makes the dictimization even stronger. <laughs> and, and then they start talking, and we find out that the murder, Kate's murder was like the murder that David made up for his assignment. Yeah, wouldn't his pitch <laughs> included a girl washing up on shore? Yes. Wouldn't David kind of put two and two together here? He did. Uh, <laughs> he did, but he was like dickmatized. Oh. Okay. That's what dickmatization does to you. You just, you can't think. He you was like, uh, 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 uh. he was like so just like <laughs> uh, blah, 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 like you know. So what do you do? You're, you're Dickmatized. I've never been. Well, you have to. You have to like breathe. You have to do like yoga breathing to get out of this. Like you try to step out of it. Like you're like. How do you manage? 
like, like, like you, usually like, what I do to shot. get past the dickmanization is to get the dick. Right. And if you want to snap out of it, you're like, think of garbage, think of garbage or like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> be Arthur naked. Right. I guess I've been, uh, vaginatized and, um, yeah, you just do stupid things. Like your brain doesn't really operate as well. No, because no. it's like you're in a brain fog. Like yeah. Yeah. You're in a brain fog. Brain is yeah, filling brain up with fog, buckets. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, so then, um, and, and this is how digmatized David was. He had a feeling mm-hmm. that things weren't right. And then Miles was like, hey, well, let's have another scotch. And David is like, of course. Yeah, you know what? I get it. And then David's like, I'm starting a new book. And then and then we see Jordan at the bar. And Ashley, she invited Ashley to come out with her, but Ashley's like, no, I want to finish my thesis. And so I found another age joke. This this one says <laughs> dumb. At your age, the Horn you bring home is Debbie does dialysis. <laughs> what? You wrote that joke. This is a joke on the same website. Debbie ask does Hop, dialysis. Ask, See, I, ask my my version Hop. of that joke would be that uh, your porn is in hieroglyphics. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll leave that alone. Got to get past that. So, so then, so then Ashley, so then Jordan's at the bar alone. She, you know, she's had a hard day. She's been through, you know, an autopsy. She's had a hard day. So she's at the bar. Miles shows up at the bar. He hits on her. And he's a good looking guy. And he starts using his digmatizing powers on her. <laughs> And she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. just <laughs> just like a uh, David. It's a very educational show. Yeah, for sure. This this episode should be played in a college course. Yes, you were talking oh, about that. Are you, yeah, you, you wanted to get a nice house. In yeah, college. I just, and, I just yeah. want the house yeah. though. So like he he asks, he invites her home, but then he drops a glass. Like on his way out, he breaks a glass. So he's like, I'll meet you outside. No, they're going to meet outside. She goes to the bathroom. Then he does the the knock over the glass. Right. He has to go. So then they're walking and and they're in like the creepy part, like the creepy part of campus. And then he just fucking like lets it all hang out. Yeah, I'm the murderer. And guess what? I drugged your drink, bitch. (laughs) And and then, and he's like, and I know he's like, I've done this so long, I could tell your body weight and everything, and I just figured it out. And then she passes out, and he throws her in the trunk. Yeah. And it's it's important to note that, that we did learn before that that Jordan is training for a triathlon, right? And can so swim. We get the we get the Chiron two days later. Hmm. Ashley's finished her book. She's very happy. And then Jordan is in the silo. <laughs> I, I feel bad for these people in silos. Now here I am laughing at them. 
And then Ashley calls Jordan, of course, but Jordan doesn't answer the phone because Jordan's in the silo. And Miles is talking to Jordan with a mask, with a mask. And then he starts pouring water. And so then Ashley, Ashley, and so it's two days and Ashley hasn't heard from Jordan in two days, which is weird because they're, they're like the type of friends who talk every day. And the fact that Jordan hasn't been seen or heard of in two days is really weird to Ashley. So Ashley goes back to the bar where they hang out and the bartender was like, oh, um, I saw Miles. And did he say he saw Jordan too? He said he saw Miles there with, or, you know, because she showed a photo. She's, uh, he saw the guy, he was talking to some girl, but it didn't look like they left together. Because the, right. basically the reason he did that glass thing was she's going to the bathroom on her own to freshen up. He does the glass thing so everyone sees him leave by himself so it doesn't look like he's with this girl that is going to then get abducted. Right. So then we find out that David was found dead. Yeah, that was jarring. I yeah. thought, did I miss something? And that they said he committed no. suicide and left a note. Then oh, David. Let, the silo, he felt he felt movie... basically felt guilt over killing women. So, in other words, somebody set David up for this because David didn't actually kill anyone, but and it was this his is pitch. Where I had the pang of fear because then I checked the time and I'm like, this movie is almost over and nothing has really happened, and yet so much has happened. Like, like you know, I was like, this movie is almost over and. It's like a third grader wrote this movie. It's very surfacey. So, so uh, Jordan's in the silo. The silo's filling with water. Um, then Ashley is like, her phone needs to get charged. What a waste of water. I was thinking I was watching this. Mm-hmm. And is this public water? Do they have a well? well from a well, hose, the, so it probably the, is. The campus is paying for it. Oh, all right. But yeah, but still, what a waste. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, if so, that were so SoCal, then, we're in a drought here. Come on. So then Ashley yeah. shows up at the house. She finds Jordan in the silo. Then she confronts Miles, and Miles is like, I kill because I have to. And then he, how did he follow the well? Did she push him? Or he somehow so followed the well? Ashley turned off the water. They get into a little scuffle. But at that point, she had lowered the hose, and Jordan's climbing the hose. Jordan, like, comes out. Miles basically goes to, like, push J- Jordan back down, and he ends up falling in. And then this is where I got mad. Yeah? I got so mad. Because he falls in. And then they do one year later. And then Ashley is having like a reading of her book that is done and that is like a a bestseller. And I was mad because I'm like, this is the part where you're supposed to then show like China and then Miles going, hi kids, I'm your new writing teacher. Especially given the, 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 the knowledge that this guy has killed other people and written famous books about those murders in the past. Right. Like, you know, like he's like, he's in like Delaware, like, 
like at an all girls school. Yeah. Hi, ladies, this is your brand new teacher. And then he turns around and that's Miles smiling at them. Yeah. And that was it. So, it. so not sh- nothing really happened in this movie. No. Nothing. Yeah, he died in the silo or whatever it was. Yeah. But nothing really happened. Haley Duff, you done a story. They tried to act like they were smart. They tried to act smart. There was a, a quote, uh, a Picasso quote. He says that good artists copy, great artists steal. And there was a reference to um, Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. Which is well, the, so, somebody need to take a old razor dude. to spread. <laughs> the old dude references Occam's razor. Occam's razor, which is basically a problem problem solving principle that basically it's like the simplest explanation is the is the correct one. Uh, you know what we need we need a wrong movie. Yeah, we do. And I know the wrong move. Uh, I you know without revealing details, I know a wrong movie is coming out. When? Oh, good. We need to yeah, find out a, when a wrong movie is. I I believe the wrong movie has already been made. Like it's coming out yeah. for sure. Well, I was our friend, friend of the show, and one of the queens of Lifetime, right? Earth Thomas. She lost her <gasps> poor I... little cat, but she found it. She found a cat, and her cat's name is Emmy. And I think she found it just because of social media. Yeah. Like she totally like did a social media thing, and I think that she found it in like less than a day. Like it was pretty quick. Yeah. Social media can be very powerful. Where can people find you, Les? They can find me um, on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett or Instagram at Kirkendall, and that's K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L, or on Threads Mm -hmm. at Kirkendall. Jason. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. You can find all of us on Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Kurt. Wow. Y'all got on threads, huh? I yes. know about this. Okay. Well, it's truly the Kurt Fitzpatrick resurgence. I'm doing <laughs> my show. Wait till you hear it. Uh, I'm doing my show, the... The Gesture of All Maladies at the Indianapolis Fringe Festival. That's going to be the beginning of September. Look that up. Do your internet searches. The end of September, I'm doing my other another one-man show. Behind every great Briska Hargate is a great Kurt Fitzpatrick at the Philadelphia Fringe Festival, actually part of the Cannibal Festival, which is part of the Philadelphia Fringe Festival. I'm also, I am, like I said last show, it's not a joke. I'm going to be performing in a vacation Bible school production at Elk. <laughs> Elk Township, New Jersey, and I do murder mystery shows throughout New York and New Jersey, so contact me if you want to see me there. And I'm on the Shelf Shedding Movie Show with Jason DeBray, our recent episode. We we talk about post-Governor Schwarzenegger movies. Hi, Jason six, DeBray. Six yeah. late, late career. He listened to our last episode, by the way. He's, he says hello. Who, uh, Governor Schwarzenegger late. or da- Jason DeBray? <laughs> Jason DeBray. Uh, well, I, well, Jason DeBray or Governor yes. Schwarzenegger or anyone can give us all a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform they listen to us on. It helps more people find the show. Right. Oh, and I'm I'm going to be doing my show, Climbing My Family Tree, at the Minnesota Fringe at the beginning of August. And then the end of August, um, I will be doing that same show at the Indianapolis Fringe, the Indie Fringe. And... 
then I have an announcement that I'm still under embargo, but I will be making an announcement very soon. And we're at, oh my gosh, it's still light out. So we'll be feeling another hour. I'm gonna go jogging and jog off this Chipotle I ate earlier and find a movie for next week. So bye. 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 He was so old, his blood type was discontinued. <laughs>